Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito and I am the creator and host of this podcast. I am joined each episode by Lainey Edelman, our outstanding self-taught podcast producer. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. We would also appreciate a rating and review of the podcast when subscribing. We're also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. Additionally, you can reach us by email at louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back. Another episode of Louisiana Ladies. And uh, we have a guest that we've had on. I told her that we she's been on my mental list for a long time to reach out to. Um, and I think it's going to be just me and Lainey today and our guest. We have the fabulous Kim Bowman. Thanks for coming, Kim. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, and I, first of all, you, you've done a fabulous obviously a fabulous job with the Bella Bowman Foundation. The event, it's great cause and it's fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like in Baton Rouge, like if you're going to have an event and raise money, it has to be fun. Like there has right. to be a draw. So I want to talk about, I mean, I really want to talk about that story and talk about Bella's story. And I feel like either I read or maybe you're interviewed, but I think y'all's first event, the very first one that you had, um, the ball, Bella's ball, is vastly different in terms of attendance. Oh, yeah. Compared to today. Oh, yeah. And we'll just take the COVID years out of it or whatever. Right, so right. Just let's let's talk a little bit about Bella, sweet Bella. Okay. Well, um, so Bella was my daughter, and um, she was um, amazing. We had her in 2003, and it was our first child. And, um, you know, we really didn't know what we were doing, but, you know, we just kind of you know, went around, went around the way and, and had a little sweet girl that was so girly and loved every princess there was. And, um, you know, she was always kind of smaller than others and things like that. So we were always in and out of doctors. And, you know, in 2011, um, she just kept having these episodes where she would throw up like daily and we're like, there's something going on. And so finally, um, one of her episodes landed her in the hospital because she was dehydrated. And this is around Christmas is right after Christmas in 2000, uh, 2010, actually. And um, so when we went, they gave her some great tummy medicine and everything stopped all her throwing up and things like that. And they got her hydrated. And I said, okay, I said, listen, we will go home, but you have to promise me that if she goes home and throws up again, then we're coming right back. Like, I'm not going to the ER. You're just going to admit her right back. And we're not leaving until we figure out what's going on. And of course, all her doctors like, yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, we went home the next day and she started throwing up again. And so we went right back into the hospital. And as she would call it the hotel, she thought she was going back to the hotel. And she's pretty famous at that point because all the um, nurses and doctors really loved her. And so she was excited to go back. Uh, Of course, I was worried, but I was like, okay, we're going to get an answer. So um, New Year's Day, we had the MRI, and and it's so funny how I say we. She had the MRI, but it's we as a family because when your child has has something wrong, like you do this as a family, it's not yeah. just one person. Drop everything. You drop everything, you drop and everything. you know it's it's we. And um, so that's when they found the brain tumor um, on New Year's Day, and that was what was causing her to throw up every day. So for you know seven months before, um, it took us that long to figure it out because. You know, she really didn't have a whole lot of other symptoms, 
And um, so anyways, we, we were like, okay, what's next? We have the answer finally. And um, so we did brain surgery at uh, Arle Lake Children's Hospital, but we were in um, communication with St. Jude in Memphis. And we all agreed on, let's do surgery here in Baton Rouge, and then we'll send her over to Memphis um, for the next steps for radiation treatment. So her surgery was successful. We went um, to Memphis at that time. They did not have a proton radiation beam. They do now, but they didn't then. So they sent us to Florida. We did, uh, she did um, 33 treatments of radiation and at a facility in Florida? At her facility in, in Florida. Because okay. at that time, um, St. Jude didn't have that beam. Okay. And so they were, um, and it was just for specific um, situations. Um, they found that, you know, the, the proton radiation was a little bit um, safer in Bella's case for where the tumor was. Um, it was in the back by her brain stem. And so... So we went there and met a wonderful uh, staff there and became family over there as well. And um, and then she was done and we came home to Baton Rouge and it was like she was a different kid. She jumped for the first time like she was, you know, back in a swimming lesson. She was getting caught up with school. Um, she was like the happiest we've ever seen her. And um, probably around August, she started slurring. And some symptoms started coming back, and we just thought, oh, my gosh, the tumor's back. And, you know, so we went straight back to Memphis. Like, literally that that night, we called the doctor, and he said, you come first thing in the morning. So we came back to Memphis. They did another MRI to see, and they, they sat us down and said she has something called radiation necrosis, which is, um, I guess, the radiation just kind of worked too well. And so it created this radi- this necrosis inside her brainstem. So they couldn't surgically remove it. There was really nothing else they could do, and there was an experimental treatment for hyperbaric oxygen treatment, which they didn't have this at in St. Jude. They had it at the hospital in Memphis, an adult hospital in Memphis. So she underwent 66 or 60-some-odd treatments of this hyperbaric oxygen treatment where you literally act like you would dive um, for like two hours in this tank. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. So... And it started to work, and then it didn't work, and then it got a little better, and then it didn't. And then finally, you know, when we were like, okay, what's the next treatment? They said, well, we have one more thing we can do, and it would be a chemo called Avastin, and um, we can start that here and then send you to Baton Rouge to the affiliate, and you can finish June treatment there. So um, after the first treatment, um, you know, I just, that gut feeling came back as whenever we found out she had a brain tumor, it was like, I didn't feel like it was working and I knew she wanted to be home. This was around Christmas time. I'm like, she wants to go home. And so because we could do all these treatments back in Baton Rouge, I'm like, all right, I just literally packed her up. I had my other daughter was four at the time and my mom was with us because my husband was in a new job across. um, He was in Sweden. And so um, it was just a weird time. And so we just packed up and we went home and called, you know, the affiliate and said, we're on our way. You haven't seen us at the hospital for a long time, but you know, this is Bella and we're headed here. And she's like, the doctor said, just come straight to the ER. We're going to admit her because she was choking on the way home and just things like that. So we went straight to the hospital and, um, and that's where she spent her last 10 days of life. And it was, You know, every time I hear myself say this, it's so strange, but it was like the most amazing last 10 days with her Um, because literally 
we, I don't even know if I looked at my phone. I mean, you shut down your life and we loved on her. We created lifelong memories, last pictures, last, I mean, even just to read her a story, like we did everything we could in those last 10 days. So that's why they were so special. And so when I think of her, I just think of those days and how amazing everyone created this bubble, I guess, of just every day was about Bella. And that was so great. So you know, that after she passed away on the 23rd of December um, in the hospital, you know, literally in January, I was so lost. I didn't know what to do. I didn't, there was no help for me here. And I just said, what can we do? I've got to put all this into something. And so I reached out to this, this small group of friends and said, I want to start a foundation. And they were like, let's do it. (laughs) And so we did. (laughs) In February, we started the Bella Bowman Foundation and we had all these ideas of what we wanted to do. And knew that we wanted to help other families going through what we did and we want to do comfort and give them, you know, everything that Bella had or didn't have, we wanted to create and give to these families that were going through the same things that we did. So that's how the Bella Bowman Foundation was created in February, 2012. And, um, you know, now that it's what, 10 years later, almost 10 years later, it's been insane. So our first event that we started was Bella's Ball because we knew we had to have an event to raise some money. And that was that May in 2012. And we had it um, and we had about probably 300 attendees and we raised about $66,000. We okay, like, Kim, that's good. No, it was. We, were like, we had sponsors. We had over 200 auction items. Like the community just was like, they were like, what can I do? I mean, literally throwing things at me. Like, we want to help. We want to volunteer wise, like everything. And so it was like, wow, this isn't so hard. What is everybody talking about how hard it is to have a foundation? <laughs> like, I got this. this is easy. Um, but later that, you know, as things grew and we knew what we were doing, um, you know, we found out, okay, we need this this amount of money to create a comfort care bag for a family or an iPad or costumes to be a character to visit children in the hospital. Um, You know, it just, every time we went to the hospital, we found a new thing that we wanted to do. And then we knew that that would cost money. So then, of course, we said, okay, we got to bump things up. And, you know, Bella's Ball now, let's say, I mean, I can fast forward to last year, even coming off of a COVID year, um, we had, you know, probably over 800 attendees and we raised $460,000. So, oh I mean, it is just every year has gotten bigger and better. Um, and we come up with the new ideas how to make it a fun event because the event is not just a silent and live auction, but we do some kind of fun entertainment where the whole crowd gets involved. And I think that's why it's so fun. Like that's definitely one of our things that when we think about what to do is like, how can we make this fun? Yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun. Have yeah. you ever been? No. Oh, it's, a, I mean, it is impressive. I gotta say this. <laughs> like it is a party for Bella. And, and that's what I'll say is like, I'm not from here, but I've heard so much about it. Like your name has, is huge. Oh, well. Oh yeah. Her name is huge. And I'm just the mom. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I, I feel like like my husband says all the time, we're just the messengers, you know, like truly like if this is all from her and, you know, people, this is the, the best thing that I get is when people have never even met her, but they're like, I feel like I know her. Yeah. I'm like, well then job done. Cause that's what we're trying to do. We're yeah. trying to, and you, you do know, it well and you well, do thanks. it well because I don't, I've never, I never met her and you know, just the, the pictures and the way that y'all talk, I mean, y'all are so brave to be able to talk about this every single time you guys do an event and it's just it's, I'll tell you this, I'm going to jump down to what okay. you wrote right here. Oh gosh. I really couldn't have come on at a 
at a better time, which is kind of something that's going on with me. But it says, I only hope that those affected by cancer in any way will be courageous. Because remember, through your journey in life, God's plan is always better than your own. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. Um, and one of the things about, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm saying I'm sure, like I'm a therapist, but I would assume <laughs> you went through the stages of grief of kind of like anger and resentment and those things. But I do think that faith and spirituality, you know, that's the, at the end of the day, we're all put on this earth and we are going to, to leave. Yes. I mean, to do something better than what we're doing now, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that that's such a, a powerful message because you said those last 10 days were the best 10 days with Bella. And like, that's so special yeah. that that's that those are your memories of her. You it know? is. And I'll tell you, like, it's, I mean, I have really bad days and I have good days, you know? And so, I mean, I just try to remember that, you know, and my personality is I'm a very controlling person. Like I like still my daughter being 15, Baylor, my other daughter, like, you know, Hey, what are you wearing today? Let me see. Let me check it out. Like, (laughs) you know, like I have to have that control. And so, you know, when you go through something like that, where your child or even anyone close to you that has cancer or any kind of terminal disease, like you have no control. Mm-hmm. There's no control anymore. And, and it you, drives us oh. control freaks because I am also yeah. a control freak. Oh. And that's when Crazy. you know that we are not in control. Exactly. And honestly, like, I, I think those are God winks of saying, like, you are not in control. I, you know, I, I love how much you love to try to make sure everything is perfect, but it isn't. And, you know, like, that was one thing through my grief. Like, yes, I mean, I was, I mean, I'm, I still get angry sometimes, and I still, and, you know, I was just talking to a friend a couple of days ago, and she's struggling right now um, with some things with her husband who has cancer, and I just said, you know, you just, you just have to take every day as it is, and you have to just remember that, you know, I mean, my faith is really strong, and I'm like, God is with you. It may not make sense right now, but it will, and I think for us, what it makes sense about Bella, like, how, how can I ever forgive losing a child. Like, why would you do that to me? Why would I have to go through something like that? But I just feel like what has come clear to me through my faith and, and, and a lot of therapy is, you know, there's a purpose for me and, and my husband and for Baylor and it's to share Bella's story. And so it can help so many others that are going through something because we can't control what happens to each other. You know, we can't control cancer. We can't control that. We can hopefully have the best treatment for that. But, um, you know, just even if it's a great outcome, like all these families that I help, you know, if the child does pass away, I'm, I have, I'm here for you. If the child doesn't, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. Like either way, it's the scariest thing you've ever gone through. But, you know, I just, I feel like, I feel like that, that that's why we're here. We're here to help these families go through these really hard times, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, you taking kind of that energy afterwards mm-hmm. and starting the foundation. And I do think that the the timing was probably pretty perfect because the reality is that most people want to help others that are going through something. Mm-hmm. And so whether you did this intentionally or not, you gave people that avenue to be able to help and do something because we all feel helpless when, mm-hmm. when you have a friend or a family member that's going through that, you know? And I just think that's, yeah, like I said, I don't know if that was intentional, but I think part of the reason y'all had so much support is because... I mean, if I would have been, I'd be like, yes, absolutely. Right. What do you need me to do? Please right. give me something to do anything. I will do anything, you know? It's true. And 10 years later, I still have, like, I mean, I still have that same core group with me. Like, I'm like, y'all can never leave me ever, ever, ever. But they 
they don't want to. They yeah. they love it, and then all the the, the community. They still, I mean, they're still so giving, um, and so I just it makes me feel like this is sustainable. I mean, we are going to be here for a very long time. We are going to keep continue helping families for a long, long time. You know, I think it's such a testament of Baton Rouge in general is that mm-hmm. we just rally around things that are important like mm-hmm. this. Well, and I also just think that going back to what was what's Bella's purpose way more powerful than what we think. Like if you just, if everybody sits back and you think what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis on this earth, it is nowhere near as powerful as what Bella is doing right oh, now. Yeah. It's just oh, not. Yeah. There, we're all, what, what you said, there is a, there's a greater purpose and there's mm-hmm. a greater journey. I mean, yeah, we get, Kim and I were just talking, we're like, God, we kind of miss like the slow COVID days <laughs> yeah. to an extent, yes. you know, yeah. now like our calendars are filled up and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, what we feel. And it's just, think it's human nature and again telling listeners I'm not a therapist but human nature is that we do feel what we're doing every day is super important but when you have something like this it just opens your eyes we're not in control and there's just more to life than what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. it is and like you know honestly I am not any I mean I have no medical experience whatsoever but being in like you know meeting all these families and them sh- they, they share they're sharing their stories with me like I had no idea I mean, like what so many people go through, you know what I mean? And it just, I get a lot of reality checks all the time. So when I get like, oh, I'm so busy at work or, oh, I'm so this, I'm like, Kim, really? Like, stop. Like, look at this family, you know, and I I just love the messages that I get from um, so many. I mean, we're in, we're actually in four hospitals now. We're in Our Lady Lake Children's Hospital, Woman's Hospital, um, um, Lords uh, in Lafayette, we're in their hospital, mm-hmm. and then we're at Children's Hospital New Orleans. And so I get messages from all these pl- people in all these different situations because now we don't necessarily only help children with cancer; we help all families because we've just getting in the hospital and we see these families that are going through so much, and we're like, okay, I mean, we have to help them, you yeah. know? Or we'll get a child life specialist say, hey, Kim, like, you know, they don't have cancer, but you know, they it's been a traumatic car accident. They've been here for five weeks. Can we give them a, a comfort care bag? I'm like. Absolutely. And what else? Like, let me, you know, so it's just been so rewarding. And to know and meet these families like that, I mean, selfishly, like, I love it. Like, I, I you know, before COVID, I used to go and visit people in their rooms and, and get to know these families. And I literally didn't want to leave. Like, I just wanted to say, hey, y'all can go, you know, parents, y'all go get something to eat. I'm hanging here with the kid because this is like the best experience. And I feel like selfishly through my grief, like that's what's helped the healing so much is knowing that, you know, um, even though she's not here, we can still help these children and, and be their comfort and make them feel like it's okay. You're going to be okay. And it's not scary. How how old was she when she passed away? She was eight. She was eight. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me, I'm going to ask you this. I, I have not experienced a child that I've known personally that's had to go through cancer. We've, um, we had a lady at, that works here her granddaughter went through it and I feel like when I hear stories of kids going through cancer I am always amazed at how strong Mm. these kids are they are I mean their entire world they should be playing I mean this is just the reality when you're eight when you're five you should be playing on a playground you should be going to school but and I think that's one of those things that for Anybody, including myself, I've never gone through that personally. It's hard to imagine. I mean, you have to pick up your life mm-hmm. and move it somewhere, mm-hmm. which, you know, this, the health of your child is 
clearly more important, but you also do have life back home, you know, yeah. and they have life back home. So I guess, did you, I mean, my impression just from looking at a picture of Bella and looking at some of the pictures that it, that we've seen, um, I feel like she was probably pretty strong. Yes. And I, and you know, I had no idea, like, you know, you, you, I mean, when they're at home, like, you know, they're just so fragile and then you get in the situation and she's, you know, getting MRIs done and she's, um, getting poked and she has this new thing called a little buddy that they, they poke all the time. I mean, so many things. And I just think about like, you know, they always have a smile on their face. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, definitely, you know, the amazing care that they, these children get, like the staff make sure that they are, you know, getting everything that they need and making it fun and not scary. You know, like when you walk into Arlay Lake Children's Hospital, that hospital does not look scary at all. And so I think that those hospitals and, and this, the staff make a really good job of making sure that, you know, these children feel comfortable. But, you know, I had no idea how strong she was and how, I mean, she just taught us so much. And it was so weird because like, you know, we didn't really, I guess when we were in the moment, we didn't see a lot of that until after. And we were like, I mean, this child went through all that. The hyperbaric oxygen treatments. Like, I know. When you literally, said that, like, she was under. Okay, like, wait. so she would go in this tank with a nurse. They would bring a potty in there because she'd be in there for so many hours. So, so you know, but she'd be in there with adults. Like, one man had his nose off. Another man. I mean, like, the craziest thing, because we're in an adult hospital, because they don't do this just for children. Um, and she would do this. Every day, Monday through Friday, you know, for 60 sometimes, like, and it was just insane. And then like when she got her radiation, they would put her to sleep every single time. And so we would have to, we'd, you know, it was like, we made it fun. We'd wheel her down the hall really fast. And then I had to watch her fall asleep every day. And then she would wake back up from doing radio. I mean, it's just, I cannot tell you like how I'm amazed at what these children go through. And they just always, always have a smile. And that's why, you know, I want to be there with a toy when they wake up. Or I want to make sure that they have something to look forward to. Because it's just, it's just heart-wrenching to see as an adult. And maybe that's one beauty of it, that God makes children so, like, they don't know what the future can hold mm -hmm. as much as an adult can. And maybe that's why it's scarier for adults mm -hmm. that have cancer. Mm -hmm. um, these children don't understand. They just think, okay, just make me feel better so I can go play. Mm -hmm. I just want to play. Yeah, and they have that innocence about them, too, you know? Such just... innocence. I used to, there's this one little girl, and, and she passed away, but um, we got really close with her. Her name was Kinley, and um, I would just go visit her in the hospital, and I actually started to bring my nephew and my daughter, and because... Like, the last time that I visited by myself, she goes, I mean, Miss Kim, I really like you and all, and you're a lot of fun, but do you have any kids? Like, do you, can you bring Baylor? Can you, do you have any friends? I just, it'd be fun to have a friend. And so I'm like, oh. I mean, I kind of felt like chopped liver, but no, I was like, absolutely. And so I started, you know, I'm like, they don't want an adult. They just want to play. They just, they're stuck in a hospital room and they just want to like visit. And so. They just know. want some sort of sense of normalcy. Yes. Uh, you know, that, that, because they go through so much, they're physically, their bodies go through so much. Like I'm even amazed that somebody as small as Bella could go through radiation. Yeah. I mean, that's a powerful, that's a powerful, not procedure, but it's powerful for anyone. I just, it's amazing. So, I mean, to me. And clearly, I don't know Bella, but, like, she's an example of someone that was put on this earth mm -hmm. to teach 
you and to teach everyone and to spread the word and her memory is going to live on. I mean, she's just not this foundation. Like you said, more people probably know Bella. They do. (laughs) They do. And it's, I mean, and that's okay because, you know, and I mean, I, like I said, I can get in talking in front of a thousand people and I'm a husband, not so much, but (laughs) same, same yeah, and it's fine. But like, yeah, for her. And that's what I, that's what we want. We want people to know her and to know how strong she was and to know also that even though we lost our daughter, that we're still, we're still living. Like it's, life does go on. I mean, it's hard. I'm not saying it's not, but we want people to realize like we're here for you for that. And, and, you know, I think, I think you said something really important. Like, you know, when these families get diagnosed with cancer, like their life gets turned upside down. You lose all track of reality. Like I have a family right now, you know, and she has to get a bone marrow plant transplant. She's in Memphis. She'll be there for like six months. Mm -hmm. So mom's there with her, but dad's here, you know, it's just like your family is divided and you really literally, you don't, I mean, you'd be good to know, you know, know what's even going on in the world. You have no idea. And it's so, and then she's, you know, she's 18 years old and like, she just graduated from high school. You know, it's like, she's cut off from all, from everything. After that bone marrow transplant, does she have 30 days of isolation? I think so. And honestly, like from what I understand from other people that have gone through it, like they literally have like zero immune system or you have to mm-hmm. go through every infant shot you've ever yep. had since you were a child. You have to go through all that. I mean, I've learned so much about, because, you know, if you didn't go through it with your own child, then you don't know. Right. 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 And, you know, just so hearing about things like that, you're just like this girl who should be in a, going for trying to get into a sorority or going to figure out what college she's going to enjoying the football games, like figuring out her major, figuring out her major, learning and meeting all these new friends. Like instead, you know, she's, in a hospital room and probably, you know, isolated for so many days and months and feeling horrible. And, you know, so for kids like that, I just want to say, okay, like we send her, you know, little goodie boxes and things like that. But also like, just like, Hey, checking on y'all, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, like that's, that's what I try to do as well. But I just think about families like that. And I know like how hard that is to be separated from like everything and every one. And then you get put back in society. And it's like, it's just tough. And I just hope, I just hope that that's one thing I feel that like your listeners know that if you, if, if, if you're in the service industry, this is what I always think about too, because as a hair, as a hairdresser, you know, you never know who, who's sitting in your chair. You never know what they're going through in that day. Mm-hmm. You never know what it is. So like, it's always important just to also like, just Make their day in some way, no matter what you can do. And that's with a word that's not necessarily monetarily or whatever, but like just encourage people and, and hope that you give that you kind of have some, show some of your courage and your strength and your faith and your belief like Bella does. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. And I say Bella does cause like she's still here and that's what's so wonderful. Like, like you said, like she, her spirit is here with us always. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's just, I mean, it, I think it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And, I, and what you guys are doing on a daily basis. I mean, I just, like you said, the families, like most of the time when a family, I think, you know, um, they got to go to St. Jude or the husband has to go to MD Anderson. You're right. Mm-hmm. Other people are still living and there's, I mean, let's Could just be, be other, honest. Other siblings. There's other siblings that need to be taken care of. There's financial obligations that's like, none of this stuff just goes away, you know? Right. And, and granted, very thankful for the organizations like St. Jude and, you know, mm-hmm. the, and the, yes. I think it's the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah, Ronald McDonald House. Like, yes. the, like thank, thank God. I mean, that to me, that's God speaking. Absolutely. That, 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 that exists. But, it's also, 
I mean, I just couldn't imagine what goes through somebody's brain. Like, yes, you're worried about your child or you're worried about your spouse or it might be you and you're worried about yourself. But then you're also like, okay, well, like I have a mortgage to pay Mm -hmm. and I've got kids that are going to school, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's I just think it's a testament to everyone's strength to be able to go through something like that. So I had a a work, not somebody that works here, one of my our vendors, he had gotten diagnosed with and I'm going to. It was a type of leukemia, mm-hmm. but like an acute type leukemia, mm-hmm. um, but he, acute myeloid leukemia. AML. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully nobody fact checks me on that because yeah. I'm not a doctor either, but he right. had to go through the bone marrow transplant. Yes. His uh-huh. daughter was actually his donor and mm-hmm. he, he was, te- you know, he was able to text and stuff while he was in isolation, but he told me, he said that 30 days of isolation was one of the toughest things that I went through more so than the treatment. But yes, he was like, I can't leave because I literally have no immune system. I mean, they literally have to put you in a bubble, you know, and that's just, I don't think, I don't even know if he could see his wife at that time just for risk. I can't remember because I've had a couple kids that we've helped that have had to go through that. And, um, I can't remember if a parent is in there with you or not. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, like, honestly, like, see, like, if you don't, like, like I said, we didn't go through it. Now, we did go through the hardship where, you know, my husband, it was crazy. Right before Bella got diagnosed, he got laid off from his job. And then I'm a hairdresser. So we had nine months of no income. None. And it was just the scariest thing I've ever had to go through, you know. But, I mean, you can't worry about that. You can't worry about your house. You can't worry about your electricity bill. You have to worry about your child, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Okay, so with the foundation, you got you guys have that one big event. Mm-hmm. Is it still called Bella's Ball? It's called Bella's okay. Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else do you guys do throughout the year? Right, just in, in terms of our listeners, if they're looking to donate, because the event's typically in the spring, right? Well, it usually is. It, it used to be in March. It used to be in March, and then COVID <laughs> happened, and we had to push everything to September. So now we are in September. Okay. So we're so Bella's Ball is going to be in the fall from now on. Like, oh, okay. So this year is actually September the eighth, and it's on her birthday. Oh it's her my birthday. God, so we're like cool. so excited. That's why this year it's going to be a little bit different. Like. After we do all the silent live auction and the, and we have we have these two amazing honorees that we're going to honor and all this wonderful fun stuff I call it the office work of the ball and once we do all that um, around nine nine thirty we have the bag of donuts playing yeah. till eleven so it's just going to be a party okay, it's going to be so, so fun it hasn't happened yet this year no it's September the eighth oh so it's a perfect time I know and you guys are in, and Falcon Wiggler is a sponsor so yes. you will be there so. <laughs> Um, for some reason, I'm so sorry, Kim. For some reason, it was in May. Well, because it, it's just... always in March. It's okay. been in March. It okay. was it was in May the first year, okay. and then after okay. that, it was March. So okay. last year, um, we were supposed to have in September, but COVID pushed it to December. And so oh, then, yeah, of course, yeah. So because of COVID, now it's, now we're in the September, and I don't know that it'll be in September next year, but it'll definitely be in the fall. Yeah. Um. So we also do two other events, which we haven't done since COVID. Okay. Um. Because of one is a children's event, and the other one, it just, we couldn't pull it together, I mean, because of COVID, um, which those will now be in the spring, um, and that is called um, Bella's Royal Celebration. That's the children's event. Aww. So we, um, one thing that we do at the hospitals is we have over 30 characters, so superheroes and princesses, that come and visit children, um, and, and we do a lot of fun things with that. And so at the Bella Royal Celebration, they all come. And it's a seated, like, little, like, tea luncheon kind of thing. So we have boys and girls. It's all for boys and girls. And all those characters come literally to your table, and you get to sign autographs, and you get to see all these amazing characters. And it just kind of shows the kids, like, 
who we are, what we do. We have a lot of fun things that we get them to do so we can, like they do, they color get well cards that we put in our comfort care bag. So it's a very um, interactive event where we're showing the kids how they can be superheroes as well for kids in the hospital, even if they're four. I love that. Um, so that fun is so fun. It's so much fun. But we've kind of held off because of COVID. We didn't want to put these kids in any danger. But we are hoping to have that in the spring. We don't have a date yet. Okay. Um, but that definitely will be in the spring. Where is that one normally held? So we or? usually have that at the Renaissance. We're, we're, we may be moving locations. We've had three of these events. Okay. So, so um, it's a TV. fairly new event. Okay. And so we will definitely have some after um, the ball. We are all meeting to have our next events for the spring. But that's the one. And then the other one we do is a third-party event. Um, a, an amazing person, her name is Katie Barron. She started this event called Waiting on the Cure. And um, once we got involved, she was like, I want Bella Bowman to be the recipient of this event forever and ever. And I'm like, perfect. So we've gotten really close with this event. So we kind of help her with that. Um, but that's a really fun event that we do at a restaurant and we have local oh, celebrities yeah. come yeah, yeah. and they wait. And, and it's, I mean, gosh, the last one we had raised over $100,000. So it's grown. I mean, it's amazing. And it it's all incredible. goes to us. Like, I mean, 100% of the proceeds go to the foundation. So Katie Barron, thank you. And there's a couple other core people, um, Michelle oh and Liz. Gosh. They they do it for us. And they do this just awesome. out of their free time. I mean, they don't have free time, but they do it for us. But <laughs> anyway, so they, they, make, free time. they make free time and they're amazing and we love them very much. And so... That, those will be the events that we have in the spring next year, um, just as long as everything's going the way it should be with uh, COVID and all. And so those are usually what we do. We have about three of those events a year. But other than that, they can go to the website and they can donate um, at bellabowman.org anytime, okay. um, you know, because we do a lot of fun. We have a comfort care bag that we do, um, and you can read all about that on the website. It's a bag that we give, like, with a roll of quarters and a blanket and, you know, toothbrush, toothpaste, a small toy, a blanket. And we do give those to families that are there longer term in the hospital. So, and those are at all those four hospitals that um, we, I said we we um, we love to, to be able to give. I mean, I don't get to see all those families. I don't hand those bags out. The child life specialists and nurses do. But we, we occasionally get a message that someone who's gotten a bag and so we get to see like who who it helped, you know. So I love this. Okay, so back to Bella's ball. That, okay. Is that at LaBerge this year? That is at LaBerge. Do you have any tickets available or y'all? Yes, we have okay. no. We have tickets available. Um, like I said, you can go to the website, it's on the homepage. You can get tickets at bellabowman.org. Yeah, and it's so much fun. I'll never forget the live auction one time. I think they were auctioning off a dog. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love me. I don't ever participate in the live. Like my husband's like, no, no, yeah, do not don't part- raise your don't hand. Raise your hand. Was- I thought I don't want to donate, but like I'd be like the I'd like do something yes. wrong and mess it all up. But yeah, that dog. Oh, there was a okay. Was a back and forth. Am I right? About okay, that? let me just tell you, it was. And so the breeder. Um, so right before Bella got diagnosed with um cancer that Christmas. She got a yellow lab. She wanted a dog, and so she named her Millie. And we we still have Millie with us. And I had a dog named Millie. Did you? Okay. Well, yes. And she's the uh, the best dog I've ever had in my life. Anyway, so that was Bella and Baylor's dog. And so I, I guess it was probably our fifth year at Bella's Ball. And we talked to um, Kim, who was a trainer, and who we got that from, who was very still involved in our lives. And uh, she said, "I have someone who wants to who will donate because they don't really." She, you know, being the breeder she was, she doesn't donate dogs, and you can't do that. It's all these rules and laws. But someone bought the dog and donated it to us. And so she brought the dog. I mean, these dogs are like her babies, and she brought the dog. And um, the person that actually got to win was the the girl, the little girl that was an honoree. Um, She, her and Bella, that was the first family we met when we went to Memphis. And so they 
the aunt, her aunt got her the dog and they named her Bella. And soon after that year, um, Katie passed away, but they still have Bella. And then it's just, we, and, they, and our dogs look identical. Like, identical. What, dog, what breed is it? It's is a it? yellow lab. It's a yellow lab. Okay. And I mean, it is the most beautiful. And I, like, so Bella and Millie look, I mean, identical. I think they might have had the same mom. Okay. Um, but it was just so special that Katie was able to get that puppy. And but I feel like the puppy went for a lot of money. Yeah. It was like over, like, I think close to $6,000 yeah. or something like that. It was yeah. insane. But we have so many fun auction items. We, we've we done golf carts. Yeah. We've done, uh, oh, my gosh, Robert Roth does the most amazing jewelry every year. Um, every year I want it. Um, but we have, like, sports stuff. And, you know, we have, we've had concerts. And this year is going to be so fun. We have a lot of great things coming in. And our silent auction is so amazing. Like, the best thing that I hear people say is like, uh, I get all my shopping done at Bell's Ball. Like yeah. it's the best shopping I love ever. Silent auction. Um, yeah. So in, especially when there's alcohol involved, I, and, I and there to, is. And I start to be like, and do y'all do it on the app now? Yeah. So like, we can get a text to know that you're. Being oh yeah. I'm remembering the story from your last silent oh, auction. God. Yeah, I'm a silent auction. Yeah, <laughs> no, I fine. love a silent auction. I mean, that's my favorite thing to do in an event. And yes, and so actually with this year, we're doing things a tad bit differently, and we're gonna let people start bidding the day before. So you can bid Ooh, on the better. 7th, and then it closes on the night of the ball. Yeah, so, give people a preview, too. So when you get to the ball, you'll already be getting all your text yeah. messages, and you'll be you'll be like, oh, I've been bidding. Yeah. And so that, I think, it gives people a chance to look ahead. And, and I'm starting to post all the items right now on social media just so people can kind of see what we're getting in um, from all these amazing stores uh, in Baton Rouge. Yeah. So many people. But yeah, and it has, I mean, the ticket includes uh, food and drinks. I mean, we have like five different types of alcohol. Mm-hmm. We have, I feel like right now we have 13 or 14 different restaurants in That's town. That's what I say. I remember the food mm-hmm. being really neat because it's like, it's not like a seated dinner. No. It's more like you get to try. It kind of reminds yes. me of Chef Showcase a little bit. Yeah. The cancer services puts on my yeah. wrong organization but right. that it's it's such a neat it's such a neat event it's on a thursday right it's on a thursday yeah and there's so many fun like adult games we have a new game called pick a prize this year and we have we have the lick, the lucky liquor toss where you have these little rings and you get to bring all these fun types of liquor and you get to bring the liquor home so i mean we have a lot of fun it's great we have a um a gucci raffle it's a gucci purse and that's also online with the tickets you can buy your tickets online How if much you want are the tickets for that the tickets are 20 uh, I feel like it's the only way I'm ever going to get a Gucci purse. Yes, it's so <laughs> pretty, too. It's like a $2,000 bag, yeah. you know, so that's super easy. You can do that online. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you can't come, like, and you want to donate, you can donate for a comfort care bag. You can, you know, we give a, uh, an iPad once a month to a child with cancer. You can even donate an iPad. Like, we have all those fun things that you can do. There's many options on how you can donate if you can't come to the event, Um but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And the bag of donuts are so much fun. They are fun. Well, they the, fun. the drummer, the reason why we, we decided to have them this year is the drummer, he's one of my characters. He comes and dresses up and goes oh, to the hospital with awesome. me. So he's really cool. Like, they're the coolest yeah. I will just tell people, though, if you go to this event, you might want to plan to go to work late, a little later the next yeah. day. Because it is fun. And you don't yes. want to leave early. No. You don't want to leave early. No, and every time I'm like, I remember one time I think we had, like, like a partner meeting the next day. And I was like, <laughs> who did this? Why are we doing this? <laughs> I feel like I need to leave. And it was like, right. It was like, I, we had to, we left like 30 minutes after the band started. And I was yeah. like, this is so much fun. I don't want to leave. So, oh. um, okay. So let's talk a little bit though about Kim. Oh, okay. <laughs> we love you, Bella. Yeah. Let's right. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So you are a hairdresser. I am. And, um, 
do that part-time. Part-time the other part-time, but really full-time is the foundation. Yeah. So your full-time foundation, part-time hairdresser. So like right. a job and a half, basically, yes, right? pretty much. Um, and you love to play tennis. I do. I, um, I've, I've dabbled in it in my 30s and a couple years ago, and then I got back in about two years ago, and I play with some of the most amazing people, and I love it so much. I'm, I'm pretty addicted. Like, I mean, I could... I could pretty much play every day and be very happy. It's my happy place. So this is what I want to do when I grow up. Okay. okay. I want to play tennis. <laughs> okay. And then I want to go have lunch with wine. Oh. <laughs> well, I haven't done that because I don't play much in the day, but I actually did join a day team this year. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of excited about that on my Fridays. So um, I hope I'm I mean, that I'm we just, will go have lunch and, and cocktails after. That would be kind of fun. And then like where, I'm not, I'm just going to say it. Just like wear the cute, the cute little outfits. The cute outfits. I'm sorry. They're cute. It's Call, fun. Be judgy, but they are adorable. So I played in high school. Oh. But I wasn't. Okay. I'm not. I, I would, even my best, I was probably like a three oh three five. Okay. Okay. I'm not. Get back into it and then you can play with me. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Uh, me, my dad and I, my dad played. That's how oh. my mom and dad met uh, tennis playing uh, tennis at Terra High School. Uh-huh. And um, so dad, my dad's kind of the one who taught me how to play tennis. And I really got into it in high school because I tried out for dance team, didn't make it. I tried out for volleyball, didn't make it. And I was like, well, I'll try, I'll try tennis. And I also fell in love with it. I yeah. love that sport. And my dad and I would play in tournaments. Like, yeah. I think St. Jude maybe used to have a tournament. Yeah, St. Joseph's has one. I yeah. think Mercy's going to have, Arlene Mercy's going to yeah. have one. Bet, but let me show you, before I get my, that was 20 years ago. So uh-huh. before my butt gets on a court, I'm going to go take some lessons so I don't completely <laughs> embarrass myself. My dad was good. And my dad never played, like, collegiate or anything like that. Him and my mom always played for fun. I just used to joke with people. My memory, my, my dad is still alive, but my memories of dad playing tennis is he doesn't, he's like 5'8". Like, he doesn't, maybe 5'10". Ah. Like, he does not look intimidating. And that man could serve, like, like she, he would never ace the female. He used to get pissed when we would do mixed doubles. And oh, because like, he had to, like, give a, okay, sir. His second, yeah. he'd do a second serve for his first serve for a while. Kind of. Or if they, they ace me. <gasps> oh, he'd ace him back. <laughs> yeah. I love it. He'd ace back. One time I got hit by the ball, like, and the, it was a total accident. Right. And dad's like. He did that on purpose. And I was like, no, he didn't. We're going for Dad. the throat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's always taking care of his love. I love it. Girl. I love but it. Yeah, love that's it. one of my, my goals. So what would you say you rate yourself? Because you got to rate yourself. or you know. I mean, I am a 3-0. I'm not, a, I'm not a strong 3 I mean, I'm just, look. Listen, I'm almost 50. So, okay, I mean, I can't say that I am uh, as good as a 3-0 18-year-old. But um, I it's, love it. I just, I'm... I mean, I didn't realize how competitive I was until I started playing. I like want to go for the throat every time. Control freaks are competitive by nature. I love it. It's so, so much fun. And I am so excited because um, my my good friend, she's like my double partner. And she just uh, scored some amazing tickets to the U.S. Open. And she invited me. I'm her plus one. I'm so excited. It's like a bucket list item, I feel like. Okay. Yeah, and it was so funny because she was like, I just, I was, I didn't know if you'd come because literally we're leaving the day after the ball. And I had to leave my husband and all my volunteers and say, peace out. Leave you with all the stuff to do after the ball. That would be a good testament. I was like, I like literally, I was like, I told my husband, I'm kind of scared to ask, talk to you about this, but um, I think I'm leaving the day after the ball. But anyways, no, I am, I am so excited right now. Like I I can't, we're going to see all the finals. That's we're seeing the so men's finals. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love. I mean, do you like tennis, Lainey? Have we talked about this? Not, I not mean, really. We haven't really talked about it. I took some lessons in college, and then like I did it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So I, I 
feel like it would be fun. I don't. It's a lifetime sport. It is. It's you can play and it's good exercise and it gets it's you outside. Great exercise. I mean, I will say that uh, you know some of the tournaments that we played in, like some people got a little bit more competitive than what we were gonna get. Like, right. Okay. We just like fine. That ball's out. That's fine. Uh, you know we don't what I'm need really good at is uh, tennis on the Wii. I used to watch oh. people in that. Yeah. I've never done that. <laughs> well, it's so funny because my partner, my devil's partner, and I will be like, okay, I mean, let's just go have fun. Let's just go out there and fun. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And then, then like, midway through, we're like, we've got to win. What are we doing? Let's step it up. Like, it's like, oh, my God, where did that come from? But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it is fun. I think my parents played a lot when I was a kid. And so growing up, like, I always did it in the summer and stuff. I still have my racket. Not when I was a kid, but whenever we played in college. But, um, okay, well, this is going to inspire. So, you know, what I really want to do on a day-to-day basis, Kim, mm-hmm. is be podcast famous, uh-huh. a keynote speaker, and play tennis. Okay. And, and drink wine at lunch. And drink wine yeah, at lunch. Oh, my God. Which means I'll probably get about, like, four to do all that. But it's cool. Anyway. I love it. That sounds like a fun day. <laughs> and that, wait, here's the other thing you like to play, which I thought was Oh, my gosh, yes. Bingo. I do. I absolutely love it. And, I, you know, <laughs> I will tell you, like, my fondest memories – is playing bingo like with my grandmother. My my nanny was like my favorite person in the whole world and I would she lived in Florida, but every time I went there, we went to play bingo. And I just loved it so much. And so <laughs> I have a good friend here, um two good friends, Rosie and Jennifer, and for our birthdays, we are like, "Let's go play bingo for our birthday." I'm like, "Yeah." And that would be the only time we go. And so this last time we went for like a little friend birthday celebration and we went and played bingo and they the people that were sponsoring it or something found out who we were and literally gave us like, you know, a $5,000 check to donate to us. They like, we heard who you are. We love what you're doing here. Come get a check from us. $5,000. Oh my gosh. So I was like, like what? Did that make you like, I feel like I would cry every time somebody <laughs> like, did that. No, like, I was, I was, like, I mean, it was my second time at bingo at this place. It's the KOS hall at KOS bingo <laughs> so in Dill Springs. Where do you, where KOS, play bingo? KOS bingo. <laughs> Let me I tell you. I was going to say, when I read that, I immediately thought of my mom because she lives in Gulf Shores and her community that she lives in has bingo on Tuesdays. So she gets so upset if I call her on a Tuesday at like five o'clock. She's like, don't you know I'm playing bingo right now? I mean, and it, that is her no, thing. No, you can't, yeah, you cannot, you cannot like listen. When I get in there, like, there's no talking because I got to concentrate. I got too many cards. And, like, you've met my mom. Can yeah, you yeah. imagine her getting aggressive at bingo? Because, <laughs> yeah, it's I a persona. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so much fun. And so when after this group that um, donated to us, I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. One. And, and it's everyone there is so nice. And so, yeah, we go pretty much. I mean, I was on a roll. I was going every Sunday because it's earlier because I'm, I'm, I'm in bed by 9. I'm, I'm pretty much a early early bedtime person and so like on Sunday they do it earlier and so like I'm, I'm like I mean my daughter can go she plays like it's so much fun I haven't won yet but um I'm gonna win and so you know, do they is it like where you have like the little stamp like yeah stamp so marker? it's gotten like really advanced so you yes I do dab I do I have a dabber dabber thing um but you can get a computer and they can also play cards for you. It plays want, for you. I want the dabber. Yeah. Well, I you can do dabber. both. I mean, okay. there's some people that have like three computers and like ten sheets. Go. I'm really lucky at bingo. Oh, I win. Every okay, time. I'm telling you, you can win like a thousand dollars. I won a thousand dollars on a cruise bingo once. <gasps> well, look at you. Yeah, my mom. Okay, KOS bingo hall in Denham Springs. It's awesome. We're gonna go. <laughs> All right, and then this is the last little bit, and this is why I, I read this last part, and I was like, Oh, oh gosh, I'm gonna I'm like no, 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 it's your favorite food. Oh. I was like, Well, I have three: chips and salsa, French fries, and chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, That is all the three of those are valid. All three of those are valid. Like nothing weird. 
weird. It's very good. Food. They're so good, but I'm not. I'm not eating them right now because like because Bella's ball is coming up. I told Trey, I told my husband. I said, do not get French fries. Do not get any of these things that I love. Please don't. Don't bring them home and don't do it. Because you got to get them for right. Because I'm still well. drinking red wine. wine. Right. There's a trade off. There's a trade off, but I'm not eating those three things right now. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Kim, thank you so much again. Say the website one more time. So it's bellabowman.org. Okay. And once again, the the big ball is September eighth at mm-hmm. LaBerge. At LaBerge, mm-hmm. uh, six thirty. Have I been saying that wrong? LaBerge. I mean, so, I don't so, know. So, some of my so people so say LaBerge. LaBerge. or LaBerge. No one actually knows how to say it. I really <laughs> don't. No, I think LaBerge is right. Like, and that I think it vague. is, and they spell it differently too. They put a capital A or lowercase a. It's like it rocks my It rocks my little core team's world because they don't know which one to put. It is very confusing. So, but super fun event go support and it supports obviously a great cause and also want to shout out and thank Bella because if it wasn't for Bella this would not we you know this foundation wouldn't exist and all of the great things that you are got that you guys are doing within it the connections that you're making the support you're providing the monetary and and all of those things would not happen so I kind of feel I don't again I don't know Bella but I really feel like she might be sitting in this office right right. now she's She's right here like I kind of have goosebumps you know it's all because of Bella yes so thank you so much for your time well thank you had fun thanks a lot thank you guys 